Okay, now it's recording. I'm moving the mic. And we can put it here. Hi, Amina. Hi, Paula. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. So happy to be here with you. I'm so happy that you're here. I feel like you were here five years ago. Yeah. When I had Stella. Exactly. Six years ago, because she got me six in January. She was little last time I was here. Yeah. And all I can remember is you came over and you're like, do you want to eat something? And we ordered food and I ate like enough food for like seven people. Oh my God. We got like a ton of <laughs> Japanese food or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But I remember you left and I was like, oh my God, I just like racked up a bill for seven people. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate it. I was so hungry. Well, you were like eating for two. Well, yeah. And yeah. I nursed her. Yeah. It was all day, every day. But thank you for being here again under very different circumstances. So you are in the wellness world. I am. Yeah. I so am. just t go ahead. Tell me about, about it. Tell me everything. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because you and I have had such similar trajectories like we know each other from like our business fashion world and that's how we became friends and then both felt called and pulled into the wellness world yes. and so happy to to find you again in yeah. this space right um so I worked in marketing and brand management for 12 years and then was you know very typical story working you know 70 80 hour weeks skipping lunch not sleeping and um, like burned out and I developed two autoimmune diseases. So celiac disease and Hashimoto's. And at that point realized, okay, I need to make a change. This isn't working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something's not right here. Um, and you know, I went on a journey to find the right support, the right doctors, which you were so instrumental in, in terms of meeting Dr. Alejandro Younger, who literally changed my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and then deciding that I wanted to basically support other women in their journey. So, you know, it's not an uncommon story where women are giving so much, particularly in the context of their business and their work, and then they burn out, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to figure out how can I mitigate the learning curve for other women? So I went to IIN and, you know, part of it was like my own healing. So how do I learn to, you know, eat the right way, take care of this body, and then I went on to study meditation and fitness. And what I do now is I call myself a nourishment expert. So I connect women to their highest potential through nourishment. And for me, nourishment is physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I'm really squarely focused on the context of the workplace because we spend more heartbeats at work than we do anywhere else. So it's really important that women feel nourished, set up, and supported in that space for me. Yeah, no, I, I think that's beautiful. And, and using the word nourishment... That's my word. Which I, I love it. And it's a word you don't hear every day. Right. Um, and usually it's uh, used in the context of food. Right. And nutrition. Totally. It's like nourishing your body. But there's so many other parts of us that must be nourished as well. And especially for women, we just don't. Totally. Yeah. I love that you, you sort of bubbled that up because that's what's so important to me, right? And if we think about like nourishment with food, right? We think about like what we take away and what we add in. Mm -hmm. And I think about the same process holistically. Like when I first was on my own healing journey and doing this work, a lot of it was stripping away, right? And I'm like so into Carl Jung and Jungian shadow work oh because God, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really so profound because what we hide owns us. Yes. So when I'm talking about women being nourished and whole, it's about, well, where are your shadows? What's, where's the hunger and where's the hiding? 
And then how do we fill up in the right ways? Mm -hmm. So what are we taking away? What are we adding in? And how do we become whole in that context? Mm -hmm. And I think what's so profound, and I'm going to get a little heady here and you can... I love that. You can stop me Just go in. Okay, (laughs) going to go all out. So what's so great is when you're nourished and whole, so like I'm all of me, right? I've embraced my shadow. I'm filling up in all the right ways. I can be really connected to who I am, right? Like I can hear myself. I'm connected to intuition. And when I'm connected to intuition... I can be in my purpose. I know how who I'm supposed to serve, how I'm supposed to serve. And what's available to us when we're nourished and whole like that, and this like blows my mind, is that it really becomes a conversation of equality because when I'm filling up in the right ways, I'm taking care of myself. I have emotional hygiene, physical hygiene. I'm not taking you out for stuff that isn't yours. So I'm not like projecting my garbage onto you. I see you as you. Mm-hmm. So I see you as you, you see me as me, and there is no above or below. There's We're all in service to each other in mm-hmm. that context, which is the ripple effect I want to have in the world, right? Like if we can all fill up in the right ways, if we can be authentic and whole, we can treat each other as equals. Like how cool is that? Yeah, no, that's amazing. And it's like if your shit is clear, yeah then you have nothing to project. Totally. You know, and it's it's addressing... I feel like it's so difficult sometimes, though, to take the leap because people don't want to look at their shadows. Yeah. Because we put... You know, you could say the shadow or the mask, and especially in our previous life as mm-hmm. fashion girls, mm-hmm. you have to put all these other personalities on. And, I mean, you're, you're still yourself. Right. But you have to fit all of these different requirements and these molds that you start accumulating stuff and bad habits. Right. Um, because you have to serve a certain purpose or fit a certain standard. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't only come from anybody that may be your boss or somebody above you. It's just the environment. Totally. And we put ourselves in these environments that where we accumulate and then... Cleaning house, mm-hmm. first is daunting. Right. Because you're like, do I want to go there? Am right. I in that comfort zone? We were, you know, we already had like a two hour conversation <laughs> before we started talking, but it's, it shifts everything. It yeah. shifts everything. And, you know, Alejandro Younger, yes, life changer. It all started with the food, totally. but look where that went. Exactly. Exactly. So I think you bring up so many good points, like 50 of them right there. (laughs) (laughs) But there has to be like an entryway into the conversation, right? Because if the idea is you have to do it all at once, no one would ever do it. And you and I, it's true of us, right? We started with food. We started with movement. I didn't look at emotional health until way later in my Mm -hmm. journey when, you know, I would go to certain doctors or healers and they would be like, how's your stress? And like, how's your relationships? I'd be like, well, that has nothing to do with it, (laughs) but it has everything to do with it. Right. So it's like how, you know, how much time do you take to peel the onion? Um, and I read a really good book. I read Brene Brown's new book, uh, (gasps) Braving the Wilderness. I'm on that. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm almost done. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Right. So So the idea of like fitting in, standing out and having a strong back, soft front and wild heart. Yes. And I think so much of the time we bear these labels, right? Whatever the label may be. And we think that we have to find the organization where that label's appropriate, right? We magnetize what Mm -hmm. we are, but I think the more we know ourselves, the more we magnetize places that allow us to embrace who we're called to be, right? So we don't mm-hmm. have to stuff it down. We don't have to water it down. We can actually just be ourselves, which is so liberating. But yes. it's a process. It's a process. And it, it's interesting that it's a process to go back to who you really are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were also speaking about Lacey 
Phillips. Yeah, who and, I love so much. <laughs> and I, girl crush. I don't even know her and I'm obsessed with yeah. her, but she seems to be very clear in her process. And it's, it's one of these beings that she's connected to her source and she so figured perfect. out how to get there and she was in her 20s and she's done all this work. But one thing that really um, captivated me, something that she said where I, I feel like, Oh, that that's different. That's something. And she she keeps saying that the universe, its main purpose is to show you how to get back to your essence and your true source. Yeah. So all of these things that we're trying to do um, are in, in terms of cleaning house is to really get back to this really clean, empty cup, like yeah. you were saying. And because we've piled on so many things onto it you could call it layers you can call it shit you can call it masks anything and it's um you just want to be aligned with what you believe but first you have to realize what it is that you believe right which is again getting really esoteric here is what we all believe right because we're all connected because we're all connected yeah it's so interesting and i've done this work as well and worked with Lacey, and she's amazing and so like you're saying sort of going back to the essence of who you are and it's so profound and also so it's so so simple but also so hard right it's like well we were born this way at what point did we lose it and you know if you start to trace it back and you know, we're all these little kids and, you know, we're expressing ourselves and, you know, we're, we're true to our nature. And then one thing happens, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's somebody like yells at you or, you know, frowns upon something that you're doing and you feel like you have to protect yourself and like you have to bury a gift because that gift isn't safe. Mm-hmm. And when we're kids, it's all about survival and staying safe and staying alive. And so you sort of see the journey of how you protected yourself and how that begot a label and mm-hmm. then that label begot mm-hmm. another label. And then we're just sort of wound in this uh, protective armor and mm-hmm. not at all ourselves. Yeah, and it's an armor that really doesn't belong to you. Right. Um, you know, having two kids, I find myself, something I'm really working hard on is um, stopping, stop telling them to be careful. Yeah. When they're that. running around, when they're doing this. As a mom, yeah, I don't want them to fall off a wall and split their head. Right. But I'm really trying to figure out so if somebody has any ideas or books that I could read, because that's my thing. I am very open, and I, I speak to them about everything. They know everything about nutrition and emotional health, and they meditate. And, I love that so um, much. And I, I, because I want to keep their essence yeah. as long as, as I can for them. Yeah. I'm here to take care of them. They're, they don't belong to me, but I'm taking care of these two people, yeah. and I want to make sure that I don't impose stuff on them. Um, uh, there was a situation recently where my daughter she loves having one friend and she will really attach herself she's five years old Mm -hmm. and she will be all about this one girl one girl one girl and then one day she doesn't want anything you know she changes her mind yeah and I was having the conversation with some family members and they're like you know you shouldn't be careful with that because maybe that when she grows up blah 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 blah. and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna ask my daughter who's five to change her ways so that she can satisfy some mold that she doesn't even know it exists. So if she's chatty and that bothers some people or if she's too loud or whatever, yeah, manners count. Very well behaved. But in terms of behavior and inherent qualities and 
in terms of how they express their joy mm -hmm. and how they relate to others. I don't want to touch that yeah. because I don't want to be asking my kids to be quiet because the person next to us sitting at a restaurant is annoyed by it right. when they're not making noise. Right. And it's like, you're an adult, you move, you know, <laughs> but, but it's like, it starts so early and we were, you know, we were also talking about this, but there are, I can list so many memories of things that I know affected me. And there are probably hundreds that I don't yeah. that are still ingrained in me. Totally. I think it's so beautiful that you're so conscious about how you're raising your children because so many people aren't and you know you're so you've done so much work on yourself so you're aware of what's gone into it and but really like I applaud you so much because it's not just about you it's about these beings and mm -hmm. you're raising them in a way that's so open and allowing them to be who they are so they don't necessarily have to take the twists and turns that we took which I think is such a gift. It's yeah. incredible. Thank you. And, you know, thank you so much for saying that because these are not things that you speak to anybody about. Like, right. this is how I raise my kids. Right. But I've noticed, um, for example, in the workshop that you came to last week, mm -hmm. thank you for coming. Your presence pleasure. was sublime. <laughs> um, I The way that I created that little program was how can I teach my daughter to create a little morning routine. And that. she does all those things. Amazing. She dry brushes her skin. I love it. Not every day, yeah. mind you. Yeah. She does Vedic meditation. Hasn't touched it in two weeks, yeah. but she has the Starting. tool. Mm -hmm. But it all starts with the children. And um, something my husband and I, I, I bring up for him all the time is just you as the adult, be mindful of how you speak to a child, what face you make when yeah. you look at them. Yeah any comment that you make because you are an adult intellectually you're you know quote unquote more advanced yep. which is highly questionable sometimes <laughs> in people but you don't know how they're gonna receive that because they're open yeah. they are completely open and their light is there for you to touch yeah so you are already guarded and you already have your layer so something i may tell you you'll be like that doesn't offend me but mm -hmm. as a child you don't know so we have to be very mindful of children, our children and other people's children. And being a mom of two toddlers in New York City, mm -hmm. you realize how many people are nasty to kids. Right. And right. they just don't care. Right. And they're rude to them. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so unhappy? And, yeah. you know, as their protectors is, how do we teach them all this stuff we're talking about? Or, first of all, not do it mm -hmm. at the best we can, not imprint stuff on them. But, you know, we're in a big city with a bunch of people. So you just have to teach them all this stuff. Right, right. And I think so much of it, too, is being the living, breathing example, right? They spend more time with you than they do anywhere else. And so you're their primary caretaker and probably the person that has the most influence over them. And so if they're watching and learning and taking in from you and also like on an energetic level, just feeling you, mm -hmm. that's probably the, the lasting impression versus, you know, the expletives they're hearing on the streets one would hope anyway so tell me a little bit more specifically about your um your process yeah so it really depends on sort of where you come in right so i work in a couple different areas so i'll do one-on-one -on -one coaching and the coaching is really a combination of nutrition work and business work right because it's all about in the context of business and feeling nourished and whole um, then I'll go also go into organizations and I'll do corporate wellness programming. 
Um, and then of course I have my workshops and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so it depends on like where you enter, but the work that I always start with is really authenticity work. So getting back to who you are, Mm -hmm. because that's where it all begins. Right. And if we're not connected to who we are, if we're wearing masks, if we're layered in certain ways, like we can't really be out in the world and giving what we're supposed to give and be who we're called to be. Right. So my process always starts with authenticity work. And so there's shadow work in there because I'm, uh, that's been so instrumental for me. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different exercises. I'm a big fan of hypnosis. I was talking to you about this mm-hmm. before. Just, you know, we operate from a subconscious level so much of the time. And our subconscious mind is so much more powerful than our conscious mind. And so we're operating from these beliefs that we actually have no idea about. And so going in there, understanding them and, and reprogramming them is really instrumental in terms of being whole, being connected to who you are. And Uh, wiping out some of those limiting beliefs so wow really a big part of the process and then nourishment for me is is the physical the emotional the spiritual so I do touch on food I do touch on stress management I do touch on healthy movement but really in the context of of you and Mm -hmm. who you are intuitively Um, and so a lot of it is you know people will come to me and they'll be like okay like I'm you know eating ketogenic or I'm paleo and I'm like that's amazing and that's wonderful and those diets have a role in the world but you know, are you eating intuitively? Yes. Are you connected to yourself? And how do these foods make you feel? <laughs> and then how does it make you show up in the world, right? So you could be, you know, eating, you know, have a lot of people that, um, you know, turn to veganism to cure certain diseases, which is amazing, right? There's a real functional role there, but, you know, they end up eating high glycemic vegan diets. Mm-hmm. And then we're saying, well, how are you showing up in the context of your business? Oh, you're always moody and, mm-hmm. you know, it's really tough for you to finish out the day feeling good. Well, let's, you probably have some blood sugar issues. So let's address this functionally. Um, so it was a little bit of everything. So interesting how you're linking the, all of this together because you're absolutely right in, in you know, it's going back to the labeling. Yep. Oh, I'm eating paleo. Right. Or I'm a vegan. Like now everybody's a vegan. I feel like a couple right. years ago, everybody was paleo. Yeah. And I've tried all of them. Same. And some stuff, like if I do paleo, yeah. I am clogged. I'm like a block. Interesting. Um, If I go vegan, I am great until one day I'm ravenous yeah. hungry. So, the you know, eating intuitively is almost, it doesn't, earn a label right it's just eating what you feel and eating what works for you totally um totally. but in the world of labels it's like plant-based right. vegan and I, I i've had clients where they're like well i'm trying really hard this plant-based thing but i can't seem to not want to eat some chicken mm-hmm. i'm like then eat the chicken because yeah. your body's telling you and it's protein mm-hmm. and then you know totally but i find it fascinating how you're linking it with how you're coming up in your daily life what how you're delivering based on yeah. these things yeah and so many people have spoken about like eating for performance and i actually started my career in that space but i'm actually very off put by the word performance right now <laughs> because performance you know if you actually look up the root of it means like an act right and i'm so against the act i'm so against the label i'm all about like what's authentic to you and like you i've done all these diets and tried all these different ways of eating and i fully respect them and mm-hmm. for people that they work for that's amazing but it's really you know going on like what's happening to you biochemically and also metaphysically right so how are these foods affecting you are they nourishing you at the cellular level is it what your being specifically needs and mm-hmm. you know more often than not and as a culture we've been sort of trained to latch on to blanketed approaches right so there'll be a book or a movement about something so veganism or paleoism is that a word 
I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Paleoism. We, do yeah, it. <laughs> totally. we just call it that. Totally. And, you know, rather than sort of tap into ourselves and understand what works for us as an individual, we sort of go with the current or the flow. Yes. Um, but it's really about the individual. So much so. Yeah. Like the way I eat is, is probably a mix of like, you know, 15 different things. Yes. In the same way that my spirituality is, you yes. know, a mix of 15 different religions yes. and ideologies and it's what works for me and resonates for me and allows me to show up the way I want to. Yes. And that's beautiful because it's it's encouraging people to find your own way totally. because there is no perfect way. Yeah. If you do Kundalini and Vedic meditation at the same time, not at the yeah. same time, but <laughs> in the same, you know, in your world and one day you want to go do another type of thing. Um, same with food. If you know, now that the winter, like all summer, I had no problem being pr pretty much vegan. Yeah. No meat, yeah. but maybe a little cheese ghee to me is gold. So that's yeah. and everything. <laughs> but now when the weather started getting cold, I'm like, I want to be the meat. Yeah. To me, I don't have any, any other connotation. You know, I, I mean, we could go into a whole other episode about how cows pollute the earth, right. but in general, I'm not like. If you eat a cow, you're the devil. And I ate a hamburger yeah. the other day, and my body really liked it. Did it, it feel great? Where it felt great. Where a year ago, if I would have eaten something like that, I would have felt sick. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just following what my body is asking me. But you have to be cleaned up mm -hmm. in order to be able to tap into that. You can't just... Let me see what my body's saying today. It's probably going to say, ooh, eat some, a donut and a coffee if you're tired. Right. As opposed to tell you, rest. Right. And then eat some fruit if you need glucose and eat some, you know, like yeah. read it in a, in a different thing. But talking about the mix of spirituality, I feel like that's somewhere where we connect a lot. You know how... You know, we're going to get really woo-woo right now, but you know how <laughs> Brace we're, we're from another planet. <laughs> we don't know which one we're from, but I think you and I are from the same one. I, I would say that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> because we have, it's almost linear, the the things we've done mm -hmm. or the things we've tapped into right. without having seen each other for five years. Totally. Or ever sp speaking about, the only true link we had was Dr. Younger. Yep. That was like, all right. And then you went psh, one, one direction and I went another one. But yeah. we've tapped into exactly the same. Like Carl Jung, I did part of my thesis at Parsons based on just one sentence of, of some existential manifesto he wrote. Wow. And it was a video I did. And I forgot about that Whoa. until last night you Instagrammed that. Yeah. And I was like, consciousness. I remember making the video in my bathroom yeah. and editing. And it was like about consciousness. And at the time, it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. But this captured me. And I was like, I need to do. And I did these illustrations of this character trying to find himself. And again, whatever it was... In 19... No, that was 2000. And today, completely different. But something in me mm -hmm. was telling me... It was giving me a signal. That's so at that time. interesting. I love that. Like, the thread's always been there. It's just been you following it and going on your path. And, yeah. But it's been the same thread. Crazy. I yeah. saw your Instagram and I was like... Boom, like, my brain went... <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, I just had that, that moment in my life come back. Like, like, full circle. Wow. Right? I didn't even know that that had anything to do with it but talk to me about that because yeah. i want to get into how that you know 
feeds you. Yeah, totally. So I'm really into Carl Jung, specifically his work on shadow, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea that we all have these disowned pieces of ourselves that we call that it's called the shadow. And there are things about us that we might potentially find like disgusting, vulgar, somebody like cast a shadow on it and we decided it was really bad and we should hide it. But the problem with hiding any piece of yourself is that what you hide owns you, right? So, you know, say for example, um, you know, in your family growing up, the word fat was like a really terrible word. Like, you know, if anyone did anything wrong, like they were fat, they were disgusting, whatever. Mm -hmm. And fat became like this, like, buzzword for you and kind of this shadow and so you said okay whatever I do in my life I won't be fat I'll never mm -hmm. be fat because it's like the worst thing but in that the fat owns you right mm -hmm. because you're doing everything to not be that um and so it's really about embracing yourself as a whole right the good and the bad and, and loving it all and accepting it all because what we hide and what we don't address um, becomes what we end up living in in one mm -hmm. way or the other and it's it's so interesting and you know when I work with people on this um you know, they'll always be like, oh, well, you know, at least I'm not X, Y, Z. Like, at least I'm not stupid or at mm -hmm. least. And then you dig into their story and like, there is the shadow. There's mm -hmm. the piece that they are hiding and there's the piece that they're not embracing. And it's always tied to childhood, too, mm -hmm. and sort of going back to consciously raising kids because you want them to be the most authentic expression of themselves mm -hmm. so they don't have those shadows, so they aren't hiding mm -hmm. and they can be whole. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's fascinating. It's so amazing because... Um, just seeing how much work has been done in mm -hmm. these areas yeah. and the subconscious and you know how you're saying that we we actually function more from the subconscious but there's this little part in the front that we think is the one ruling stuff right. but um if everybody could just tap into that for a second oh, but yeah. you know it can be it can be too deep yeah sometimes but i i don't think anybody that touches upon something like that wouldn't be fascinated Right. by it it's almost like the first time you go to kundalini and you're like this was really intense and crazy yeah but then you have to come back right totally. and it's like i don't know what's going on here but something touched something in there that almost um makes you understand that you're a lot more than what you give yourself yourself credit for right you know like we're so identified with the shell Mm -hmm. And with the literal mirror image, yeah, that when you start looking at yourself from the inside out, it's it's fascinating, and yeah. and there are all these study there there there's so much resources, yeah, that anybody could access. Totally, <clears throat> I think you bring up such a good point. Like, there's all this ancient wisdom, and we're kind of circling around to it now, right? So one of the books I'm reading right now is about. Carl Jung on Kundalini mm -hmm. and basically gave this talk in the 1930s, I believe, referencing ancient wisdom and yogic tradition and Kundalini and just how it is this ancient wisdom and is all about integrating the whole and actually had a big impact on his work more, more so than we'd ever know. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so interesting how it's all connected, but it all exists, right? And you just have to find the entry point that works for you and whatever resonates for whatever pulls you mm -hmm. it's pulling you for a good reason right and so so is worth examining yeah go towards what charms you as yes tom Knowles says but i love that it's i mean and it's such a beautiful and simple phrase but if you always go towards what charms you you would avoid so much conflict in your life right um and then i love how you were you know you brought up the that book that you're reading because mm -hmm. A lot of people also think that highly intellectual people are not spiritual. Totally, totally. 
And there's a, there's a huge disconnect there where actually if you look at Albert Einstein, he meditated. He was right. an avid meditator. Yeah. And he said that most of his discoveries came through after a meditation. Yeah. And Carl Jung, you know, who would think that a philosopher and a psychiatrist or what, and all of these guys, if you really dig through, yep. they were highly spiritual. We're not talking about religion. Right. Even though there's nothing wrong with religion. Right. But the spiritual, I am more than this body. Right. You know. I think that's such a good point. And I see that a lot with like entrepreneurs and business professionals too. You know, they might think that the business or the organization isn't the place for spiritual conversation, which like I could talk about and that could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> but um but they are, they're, you know, tapped into their spirituality oftentimes. You know, they're either avid meditators or, you know, really sort of connected to the flow of the universe and letting that influence their decisions or that they're being guided. Um, so it's definitely more in the vernacular than we would even think. I mm -hmm. think just it's just the conversations are just starting to be had. But yes. you're right. It's, it's not a hippy-dippy-woo thing. There no. are amazing intellectuals that are dialed into it, successful entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, and it's, um, once you align with that, you can perform at such a different level because you start respecting yourself in a different way, right? Not just as a machine. Totally. But I mean, our body is a highly efficient, sophisticated machine yeah. that you own. Right. So you are inside of it. Right. But we often, you know, like I remember when I had my son, I couldn't shift the baby weight mm -hmm. and I was dieting and exercising all for the look. Yeah. I want to look thin. I want to, yeah. I want to fit into my old clothes. I yeah. want to look, 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 look. And fast forward when I started doing all this work on myself last year, I, I was like, I need to figure out why I'm, it, it was also, I was holding the, uh, the fat on my stomach in a very specific mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, I grabbed this book, Eastern body, Western mind i think that's the i may be saying it backwards that it's a it's a beautiful book and it talks about how the chakras i started reading about chakras i had never really delved into that before and mm -hmm. it's like the second chakra uh, i feel the third chakra is your power center mm -hmm. and i was like all right this is making sense for me totally i don't own my power i'm protecting myself mm -hmm. I'm dieting and the fat's not shifting, but my job is insane. And right. I, it's a protective mechanism. Right. And the second I started working on the spiritual side, aligning with my power source and getting my power back from people and blah, blah, all that stuff. Yeah. It just went away and I didn't even notice. Right. That's and I amazing. was eating the same stuff, doing the same thing, but the energetic power yeah. or the flow shifted Therefore, my body just rebalanced itself. All right. Hi, Jens. Hi. That's Jens' appearance for the day. Jens means gift from God. Oh, my God. I love that so much. You are a gift. You're a big gift. What are your non-negotiables? Mm -hmm. What keeps you sane? And if you can, if, what's the one thing that you really are not willing to give up? Totally, totally. So um, I'm very type A. Um, and in my spiritual journey, I like to say that I've become type A minus. So <laughs> I try not to be like so strict and rigid about my routine because I realized I was 
boxing myself in so much that I wasn't listening to myself and reacting to like what I really needed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's this way of eating and gym at this time. And, and then that wasn't really working for me. So I try to be more in flow. And so like how I eat really varies day to day and with seasons and like literally how my body's feeling and, you know, how my skin looks, how my digestion feels, how my brain feels. Um, but my non-negotiable hands down, I will never, ever, ever, ever skip sleep ever. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. Like my friends laugh and joke, but it's real that my brain switches off at 10 o'clock and <laughs> it really does. So I had a girlfriend um, stay over and it was like 10 20 and we were like setting up her bed and literally i was like falling over the air mattress like rolling on the floor and she's like what is going on with you i'm like my brain literally switches off at 10 like i have to oh sleep my God. yeah yeah so i have to get my eight out my eight hours and sometimes like it'll be like six or seven but then the next night i'll make up for it but i realize my body is totally different when i sleep like skin mm-hmm. is different digestion wildly different when i sleep so that's um my everything and then I obsessively hydrate. (laughs) So I always start my morning. I'll do, you know, warm water with lemon. Then I'll have a couple glasses of water. Um, And then healthy movement. Finding my rhythm in healthy movement was like a biggie for me. Again, because I am type A, you know, there was a point where I was like really white knuckling my body Mm -hmm. into doing stuff, you know, similar to what you were saying about losing the baby weight and like, But no amount of white knuckling and pushing will get you where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. And I had the opposite experience where I was, before I, you know, got more spiritual about it, where I was like, okay, I'm going to really exercise this off. And it is coming off, right? (laughs) And so I would work out some days twice a day. But then coupled with a really stressful job, I had adrenal fatigue. And so that weight wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. If I was working out twice a day, it was Mm -hmm. making it worse, right? So now I just really, like, listen to my body and see how I feel. And, you know, if some mornings I'm like, oh, I'm too tired, you know, I weigh the, you know, okay, do I want to pay the $15 cancellation charge or like push my body? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that $15 yes. right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fascinating because it doesn't work. If yeah. you, if you work yourself, you, you may lose it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been there, done that. It will come back. Totally. Because you're, you're throwing your body off yeah. its balance Yeah. and it's, another epidemic of seeing women work themselves to death totally. and it and the weight doesn't shift or the weight comes back and yeah. then the second you relax about it our bodies love to move yeah so your body's gonna ask you to move but it's yeah. gonna ask you to move how it wants so maybe one day you do like some days i want to work out until i feel like i'm throwing up yeah totally you know i totally. go to taryn yeah and you do 100 burpees yeah. and then you're like that felt great yeah and so some, di- some days i'm like i am not going there totally. like i am not. no way <laughs> no way and you know what's so interesting is like we attract what we are right yeah. and so like i wasn't even cluing into my own like pushing in myself too much until i started literally bringing women into my practice that were doing exactly the same thing so mm-hmm. they were like i have these five pounds and it's i just can't lose them and i'm working out twice a day and i'm eating so well and i was like oh this story sounds really good yeah. <laughs> so you know they help me heal i help them heal yes. which is always the best i heal as as you heal or totally. as i help you heal totally. i think that's beautiful and you know going back to your sleep it everything happens in dream state mm. so i feel like you're so tuned into yourself that your body is shutting down because you need to go and recharge and get your your higher being yeah, totally. messages <laughs> <laughs> so that you can function it's like nope Time to shut down. Exactly. I'm the same way. I know what I've noticed now is because my husband works late a lot. Mm-hmm. When I want to hang out 
with him, I have to sacrifice, you know, my 10 o'clock. Totally. And the next day I wake up with pimples on my face. Yeah. It's just like, nope, you did not do the right thing. So this is what's ha- going to happen. Totally. You know, it's crazy. I know. I feel you. And it's like the opportunity cost, right? So my husband travels every week, Monday through Thursday. So I only see him on the weekends. Then I will try and stay up a little extra. But like, I'll somehow pay for it the next day. Right. But I'm like not beating myself up over it, right? I rationalize that, you know, I want to spend time with him and that's feeding me in some way too. And so it's about being okay with all of it. Exactly. And that's, I think that's beautiful. It's just be okay with it. Yeah. With whatever is happening. It's not happening to you. It's just stuff happening. Right. Um, just be kind to yourself. Totally. Like we're so mean to ourselves. Oh, so mean. I'm the meanest oh to myself, God. have been historically. And yeah. yeah, it's it's a work in progress always. Always. And that's another yeah. good thing to mention because it's never done. Never so it's done. like I reached my point and I'm yeah. so aligned with myself and in oh. congruence with everything and that I'm I the best. Like, yeah. No. 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 You know, I eat my hamburger yeah. and I will, there are certain things I won't touch. Yeah. But everything else is flexible totally yeah a good friend of mine is a shaman and like she's so awesome so spiritual such a healer but every time i see her we laugh and laugh about how oh we just cleaned out more like six more feet of garbage oh there's another six feet like you're never done and you're always evolving and it's just about like being the perpetual student and being cool with that right yeah yeah that's awesome so Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. This was this actually the so most <laughs> fun ever. Yeah. It, I like to just have people speak about themselves because we don't often do that. Totally. And I feel it's part of the process of self-discovery. Yeah. Of like, well, I didn't even ever spoke about that to somebody else. And right. just, and I think it's so fascinating because we have all these images of these amazing women mm-hmm. that are really guiding people and, um, we're learning from them, but they're human yeah. also. And hearing the human part of any person that's trying to help others is always so beautiful because there's this sense of sense of perfection projected yeah. onto them. Totally. And they're not, we're not, right. nobody is. Yeah. But just, you know, the idea of anybody can help, yep. even though you have your flaws and you have your bad days and your good days. I think is a beautiful thing. I love that so much. And like what you just said about like people telling their stories is actually so important that we tell our stories and we tell the good and the bad, right? Kind of going back to the shadow because a lot of the times we focus on the perfect pieces, the shiny pieces, the polished pieces, but that doesn't actually help anyone. I had a really good conversation with um, a friend of mine and we were talking about how the mentors that we've looked for as we're growing our businesses and how oftentimes you just, you go and you see this glossy picture and you see this process, but the process doesn't really speak to the nitty-gritty and the challenges they had day to day right so then I don't know how to overcome my challenges because mm-hmm. I just saw the shiny mm-hmm. and so it's so 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 important that we tell the good and the bad mm-hmm. you know I had a hard day you know mm-hmm. prospecting was difficult or these conversations were challenging or you know I set myself up for failure mm-hmm. whatever it is like we have to be talking about it yeah in in a very honest and trans- I I I gravitate towards women that admit when they have a shitty day totally or that they have areas that they're working through that they're being pulled in different directions in their life but they're managing because they have this space where they're helping people actually helps them stay in balance totally so i i've 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 noticed that i shy away when somebody seems too perfect yeah it's like no give me the give me the back right give me the real give me the real yeah give me the the i'm i'm i've 
today sucks. Totally. And it's fine totally. because tomorrow I'll be better, you know? Right. There's also nothing to connect with in there. If someone's always presenting this like perfect exterior because it's not real, like humanly, we actually can't latch on to anything. Yes. And that's been a process and a learning for me too. And it's, I could talk about this forever, but in my like business and marketing background, the training was around, okay, be really polished, like practice your presentations, be rehearsed, you know, do this to like, to make it look flawless. But I found it's been such, um, so counterintuitive in, in the work that I'm doing now, right? Because people want you to be real, want you to be mm-hmm. authentic. They want to connect to you, not the pe- person you're presenting, the performance piece. Yes. The yeah. real, the real you with the, the dark sides yeah. and the bright sides yeah. and the, the humanity. It. And I, I feel like in today's world where the spotlight is being put on all the shadows yeah. of everyone yes. and the ugly things are surfacing so that they can be cleaned up yeah. voluntarily or involuntarily. Right. Um, women, we just have to be honest and stop pretending. Totally. I woke up like this. Right. No, you did not wake up like that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Or I'm fine. Like, well, actually you're not. Tell us what's really yeah. happening. Right. Yeah. So true. So important. Yeah. So thank you so much. Oh no, it's been an honor. You are my wellness soul sister and yes. I'm so happy that we have reconnected and got to do this. Yes. And if anybody wants to get in touch with Amina and work with her, I'll have your info at the end of the the text but if you want to say your website yeah awesome so you can find me on instagram i'm amina altai a-m-i-n-a-a-l-t-a-i and my website is the same so i look forward to seeing you guys around yes look for this one (laughs) all right (laughs)